Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Good afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you are listening and wherever you are listening. This is Betsy Bell. I am coming to you from the Double B Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. Sin City. You can find me on Renegade Talk Radio. You can also find me on every platform where podcasts are available. And I appreciate the fact that you would find me and that you would take heed in some few precious ideas and some facts. Last night, the primary in New Hampshire. Okay. I watched with consternation the speech of Nikki Haley. I don't know her. I don't know about her. She is extremely accomplished, and I will never downplay the attributes that put her where she is today. Strong, defiant, and convicted. All attributes that we need in a wishy-washy world. Sit down. We don't want to hear from you. If Nikki had a D next to her name, she would be in South Carolina working for a charity. Everyone on the side of turmoil loves her. The people behind her think she's an idiot, but they know that she loves the money. It's all about sex and money, make no mistake. Date, my friends. I don't at all believe that she has nothing to offer, but she just couldn't wait her turn. The mainstream media seized on this. She had to be president now. When the focus is not on her type of leadership, she could be the president of the future. But the way she's going, she's going down in the dust heap of history. I beg you to consider something important. Timing is everything. God has a plan and God will work his plan through you. But his plan is not in our time. It is in his time. His plan is perfect. Patience. As long as you give your backers what they want, they will support you. They invented with them what's in it for me. And this I'm saying of the people that backed Nikki Haley. The backers of Nikki Haley are Democrats and independents that probably are Democrats. They voted for her in the New Hampshire primary. Check it out. Why would Democrats vote for Nikki Haley? Ponder that. I couldn't help but notice her expression last night when everyone in the audience was shouting, Nikki, Nikki. The people that attend Trump rallies shout, USA, USA. Now, I am going to give you my thank you note at the top of this podcast is a description. And in the description is my thank you note. Dear, how can this happen? 
Dear, how can this happen, listeners? I am honored and humbled to say that I know you are here, to hear my words and to understand why there are things that happen that need your attention. I take the responsibility of this podcast very seriously. It is a responsibility of epic proportion. I cannot belittle this point. I'm imparting material to you that could affect your life. It could change your worldview and it could reflect a societal difference that can destroy or it could build. The responsibility of this is enormous. The world has become a place of lack of responsibility. Pass the buck. It's not your fault. You are innocent. Take it from me, Betsy Bell. As long as I can be your faithful guide to finding out as much information as is available, I will accept this duty. My pledge is to give you every side that I find to each story. Thank you. How can this happen, listeners? For trusting me with your confidence to tell you what you need to know and not what you need to hear. I'm going to make a comment and then I'm going to move on to the next segment. The reason that I'm saying that to you right here is because I needed to make a break here. My wishy-washy reflection continues on the other side. Don't go away. Don't go away. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back to How Can This Happen with Betsy Bell in the Double B Studios. As I was saying before, I have a subject for today's that our extremely educated lawyers follow their calling. They have to study a lot to obtain their law degree. Now, why am I talking about lawyers? That alone is because lawyers have to sacrifice a lot in their young lives. And I truly do applaud them all. However, there is a slippery, because I slipped it, slope when regarding what their job really is, what they are supposed to do. Having had a husband who was an attorney, a brother-in-law who is an attorney, and a twin brother who was a criminal attorney, you might say, as a matter of fact, that I have followed the law in my life. All attorneys I do say attorneys out of respect must understand the law as it is written and then interpret the law. This is where things get really muddy. When you text with someone, do you have to interpret what the text says? It should be interpreted as written. However, it is, and therein lies the deception. 
It doesn't have word inflections or word interpretations derived from speech and body language. It is a form of communication that could start a war. If you think of it this way today, we have all manner and form of communications, and it should be the advancement to make communications crystal clear. And guess what? Clear as mud, just like mud stirred up from the bottom of the creek. Now try to look to the bottom of the creek and see what you see. Blur. If we can't interpret the law and had to apply it by the letter of the law, would that be so awful? It may mean there'd be a lot more people in jail. And what would we need attorneys for? Just saying. Well, that just got me friggin' thrown off one or more platforms. Never more than a word away from getting thrown off. This is the minefield we navigate every day. My followers know this, and they are here for me. Above my microphone, oh my gosh, today is a kerfuffle. Above my microphone is a sign, www, you can be departed from the World Wide Web at any moment, beware. The meat of this important piece of knowledge is this. Once you start to interpret anything, distortions and unfounded conclusions become plentiful correction, unsupported conclusions. We're all guilty because we cannot filter without our feelings and emotions, not sometimes, but always taking over. We are human. That is why in a previous podcast, I had stated clearly, defense attorneys always think their clients are innocents. I mean it. How can you respect the law and defend the guilty? I'm not saying that every defendant is guilty because many an innocent has gone to prison for a long time. Not today. No one does the time for committing the crime. Isn't that written on the subway walls? Okay, I took that detour to point out the meaning behind the proper defense. There is a case in mind that happened quite some time ago. I will not reveal my age. Oops. (laughs) Yikes, it's on my Facebook page. Oh my God. My twin brother, Tom, had a case years ago involving a drunk driver in California. He was the lawyer for the defense. The defendant went to lunch with friends and consumed a number of adult beverages. A three-martini lunch, if you will, which was common. If you don't remember those days, I'm dating myself with that. Damn it, Betsy, stop telling the truth. Stay on point. The man had parked at the top of a cul-de-sac and was delivered to his car by his friend who dropped him off. He headed for home. 
He drove down a hill from the top of the cul-de-sac to the street below. He veered off the road into a home. The car drove through the house, the living room, and the back bedroom, and came to a screeching halt. In the bedroom was a baby sleeping, and the baby was killed. The driver had minor injuries. My heart just skipped a beat, as it did then, because Tom related this story to me. I gasped. My first thought was, you're going to defend him? I asked him with great anxiety. Tom was a letter of the lawman, never a doubt on his ethics and his adherence to the truth. He was an attorney for the defendant in this case. I learned a lot about what it means to defend the guilty. Stay with me because this is going to clear up a lot of mysteries for you. And it's going to give you a bird's eye view of what attorneys for the defense go through if they are ethical. That's the big if. Don't go away. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back. This is How Can This Happen? And we're discussing kind of a serious subject, so I'm jumping right in. To begin where we left off, the man who drove through the house was clearly drunk, no doubt. He had been drinking and was responsible for the death of an innocent baby, and he was the only one responsible. Regarding the law in this case, there are two scenarios that the prosecution decided to consider charging him with. Manslaughter, second-degree murder, and driving under the influence, etc. There were other charges. I am not sure what they were. As the case progressed, the two different distinct factors became quite clear. The first factor is the second-degree murder charge. It is sacrosanct in the law that the charge means that when this man got behind the wheel, he intended to kill. It must be with intent or it is manslaughter. The second mitigating factor, which would not be apparent unless you were the attorney which in this case was Tom. His client was gay. At that time, it was a stigma. Every day in the courtroom, there were outraged mothers against drunk driving. And I am in such veneration for women who take a stand. But they have almost disappeared today. I'm beginning to wonder if they're now the drunk drivers. Do you believe that the attorney should provide a defense for someone like this. I will say that the reason has to do with the sentence. Go back to the times that you have had too many cocktails. Did you ever conceive of killing someone? 
was your intent when you got behind the wheel of a car to kill? I would say that first, it isn't provable, and second, I can't ask you or me to decide what a drunk is thinking. If you're talking about me, when I've been drunk, it remains a machination of gobbledygook and whoa, Nelly. That's not funny. That is the letter of the law. You must prove intent to prove murder. Second, if the man is gay, did that come into play with this accident? Whoops, pardon the pun. No, in all seriousness, if you're gay, you don't want to get drunk and kill babies. You might have people that are on the jury that would think that. That was Tom's job. Present the facts and get the jury to decide a fair and reasonable charge. Not to contort the law to make the client, in this case, pay for every offensive notion except the one he is accused of. This is how blurry the lines have become today, from constant interference with preconceived notions in the minds of the public. Conclusion. Tom was an excellent attorney. The man was sentenced to a long haul in prison. No one ever found out that he was gay. And sigh of huge relief was he was not convicted of second-degree murder. Good thing. Why? Tom did his job well. If that man had been convicted of second-degree murder, Katie bar the door that would have set a precedent for every other drunk driver that now they could be convicted of murder intent. We are all guilty, and we are all innocent. Cooler minds need to prevail when the electricity in the courtroom feels like shock and awe. That is what the defense lawyer is for. My twin is gone now. He died in 2011. He was and is my rock of truth and understanding of the law. The law was written to follow. It is not a book of interpretation to fit every case. It's been contorted and destructed and reconstructed to give people a big pass on whatever law they broke. That obviously is not what was intended. However, what we can be sure of is that we can't follow the law if we don't know it. And the people in power today don't know what the law is that was written. If you ask the law to assess what lawmakers are doing to this country, they would all be without a job. They have reconfigured it into a monster And the monster is putting all of us in jeopardy.
I'm humbled to be a stream of light into an age of darkness. I will return in the meantime. Stay focused on what matters and what's in it for you. You matter. How can this happen will return, God willing.